right, you guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome to More to Life. Appreciate you guys showing up and uh, showing up without being texted. Because guess who didn't text anybody today? That's me. Uh, we had family in town, specifically two little kids. Suvi, who's two, and Ezra, who is Ezra four? Yeah. So they were like with us for since Friday. I drove down on Friday, picked them up at the airport, and then my task today was to drive them back down to the airport and bring them and then get back up here. But we left at like noon, you know? And so I did have like a solid, you know, four hours there to text everybody, but I was at home with those two kids. Chaos, 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 fun, fun, fun. So I totally blanked. And I just remembered like when we got here, I was like, I didn't text anybody, but I did send out the email yesterday. So if we have your email address, you guys at least got that. So anyway, thanks for showing up tonight. Even on the week of like time changes and daylight savings that wrecks us, you know, like our bodies. I don't know if you guys feel that. I always feel that. I'm always like, it doesn't matter if we lose an hour, gain an hour. I just hate it. I'm like, this feels weird. Yeah, right? I don't know what's up with it. It just makes me feel weird. Yeah. Yeah. And it all depends on, like, when you move the clock, how good you feel about it anyway, you know? Like, if it's the night before and I'm like, I take it back an hour and I'm like, I can stay up an extra hour. But the older I've gotten, I'm like, I don't really like that. Like, it's an extra hour. Like, I feel like I'm going to bed way too early now. Like, I don't know. Anyway, but here we are at another Mortal Life. And last time we were together, we talked about less hustle, more leisure. And someone came up to me, I can't even remember, I think it was you. I think he said, hey, by the end of it, you were calling it leisure, just so you know. And that's true, I was. But I will revert back to the word leisure. The word leisure. Less hustle, more leisure. And I don't know how many places you can go nowadays in our culture and have someone to tell you, hey, do nothing more. You know, like, hey, just take it easy more. It's okay if you wake up tomorrow. Like, I personally have to visit the clerk and recorder's office a lot. And there's a person in there who's pregnant, and she like showed me her like baby reveal and all this kind of stuff, because nowadays you have to do one of those. Um, you have to have this anticipated moment where no one knows what it is and what color. And so anyway, she did that. And so every time I go in there and I check in with her, I'm like, so how are you feeling? Like, what's, go what's going on? And she's like, oh, I'm pretty tired, you know. And we did like a 13-mile hike on Saturday. And I was like, you realize you don't have to do that. Like my wife told me pretty much every day when she was pregnant that she was hiking a 14-er. That's what the equivalent of what was happening in her body was happening every day, every single day. And I told her that. And I'm like, you know, you don't have to. Like you, you're pregnant. You can actually not do anything on the weekends. I mean, you could like chill. And she was like, no, no, no. I'm like, yep, 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 you can do that. But for some reason, we're all about pushing boundaries and pushing limits and cracking limits and showing like what we can do. And again, you guys, like I'm not trying to say it's not a good thing, but I'm saying like sometimes we need a break. Called one of my friends on the way back up from Denver. Um, his name is James Cutnow, one of my best friends. He was going to visit one of my other best friends who lives in Chicago and Justin Berger. And they got together last weekend. And so I called James and I said, hey, how was it hanging out with Justin? He was like, it was great. And I said, what'd you guys do? And he's like, it was so funny because I got there and Justin said, hey, what do you want to do? You want to go out to a restaurant tonight? You want to hang out? You want to go see something? And James was like, how about we just stay in? And Justin was like, great. 
So they just stayed in that night and hung out. And Justin's wife had taken off for the weekend, so it was just the two of them, and they watched some soccer and stuff. And then the next day they woke up, and Justin was like, what do you want to do? And James was like, how about we do nothing? And Justin was like, all right. <laughs> and so then, like, oh, look, they just stayed at the house, and they did nothing. Obviously, they talked a lot, right? They connected a lot. But they really just sat around and did a bunch of nothing. So I don't know. I just wanted to follow up on our leisure talk because I wanted to, I was hoping, leisure, dang it. I'm such a creature of habit. You guys just give me a dirty look every time I say leisure. And I'll respond, I promise. But it's that whole idea of trying to do nothing. That like honestly, that that's a rhythm that we're kind of made for sometimes. We need those breaks. We need that space. It needs to happen. I talked a little bit about infobesity last time. And just like how much our data-driven informational world is kind of killing us softly. And we don't even totally understand it. I don't know. Like, I was the kid who every Christmas, like, wanted that new thing because advertising, it works. You know what I'm saying? And, like, we've all fallen victim to the new shoes that make you run faster, jump higher. And you get them, and it's not so great. You know, or, like, we just passed up Halloween. I love Seinfeld. Seinfeld does this whole bit on Halloween, if you've ever watched him. And he talks about being a kid and thinking you're going to go get the Superman costume or the superhero costume. And he's like, and then you go buy it, and it's a one-size-fits-all. And he's like, and you put it on, and it's not such a super fit. And like, can you look at yourself in the mirror, and you're like, let down, because you don't look anything like Superman? It's one of those kinds of things, the info data-driven world we're living in. Sometimes, yeah, it can be a help, but we're all falling sucker to this idea that if we actually buy a Fitbit, we'll just be healthier. Because you wear it. And it tracks your steps. And somehow I'm healthier because of that thing. Like, I'm a guy who loves to watch cooking shows. We watched one last night. It was the Halloween Baking Championship. And I'm telling you what, when I'm watching cooking shows, I feel good about cooking. And I think probably the next time I touch anything in the kitchen, I'm probably going to be better. But it never really turns out that way. I don't care how much I read, how much I research, how much I watch, how much information I put into me about those things. At some point, if I don't stop reading, researching, and checking the data and actually just experience it and do it, nothing's going to change. It just doesn't happen. So with this whole idea of leisure, got it. You guys can think about it. You can listen to like the goofy experiments I threw out last time. Like, hey, what if you turned off your phone for an entire day? What would that look like? But if you never do any of it or experiment with any of it, it's not going to do anything for you. June. quiet hour. So like, because I could ne never even read the book for book club that I used to read because there's always, you know, noise. And he's just like, okay, so now we took an hour every day and there's no laptoping and no TV. We just sit and read. Yeah. Even if it's like taking a nap, like I said, if you turn on a movie and you fall asleep, that's called passing out. That's not taking a nap. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about real leisure. It's like intentional 
doing nothing. It's intentionally setting it out there. No, oh, that's good. Hey, you got to start somewhere. It's baby steps. Because we're pretty addicted to noise, busyness, doing, doing, doing. And I hate to throw it out there, but we are human beings. That whole human, you know, you're not a human doing. You're a human being. Like, sometimes you're just meant to exist and to enjoy and to be a part of something. Like, I remember watching The Matrix for the first time. This show that came out, like, when I was in college. And it was all about, like, these people that had this plug on the back of their head and you could plug in. And there's this scene where Keanu Reeves is this Neo character and he wants to learn martial arts. And so he sits in a chair, and they jack this thing in his head, and his eyes flutter like this. And, it, and he stops, and he says, I know jujitsu. And I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. And somewhere along the line of all of our obsession with devices and apps and data, we've actually been suckered into the idea that we're mechanistic, that we are, in fact, like code-driven data-driven, and we're not. We're like these mysteriously inefficient creatures that like don't respond to upgrades and code. It's not how we grow. It's not how we mature. You know, I don't know. Have you ever read the book Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? This was like a big one, right? And there's all kinds of versions of it. Like it's Seven Habits of like really happy people or Seven <laughs> It's like there's tons of things out there. Great books. But if you've ever read it and then you've fallen asleep and you've woken up the next day and expected to be a highly effective person, it didn't work. You didn't upgrade overnight. It's not that way. We're different kinds of creatures. We're formed in a different way. And so one of the things that I like to compare ourselves to, and I said it last time, I said, what if we got back to kind of that more agrarian kind of mindset where we're like in rhythms and seasons, right? And so it's not like even something you check off the box and you're like, oh, I'm done with that. Patience, done, did it. I'm upgraded. No, sorry, it doesn't work that way. Like you're coming back around to that one tomorrow when someone hits your car. Or you're coming back around to that one next holiday season when people visit. Or all of those different kinds of things. So instead of thinking of yourself more like computers, code-driven, like that machine, device kind of way, I think we have to get back to ourselves as like seeds. Because seeds are interesting and mysterious in themselves. And there's a lot of care and nurture that has to go on. There's a lot of different elements that go into growing something. And sometimes there's seasons that stuff just doesn't grow. Like I've had friends who have gardens, and they're like, you know what? Planted a bunch of this this year, and guess what? None of it grew. But those peppers. Oh my God, I have so many freaking peppers. Like, I don't even know. I'm just giving them away all the time because of way too many peppers. So sometimes we're more like those mysterious seeds that get planted in the ground and something's going on. And if between your head, heart, and your mind, like you as a person, man, you're kind of going through these different seasons of growth. And sometimes it's something and sometimes it's something else. Sometimes you're revisiting something and you're just coming back to it. But I wanted to give you guys tonight just a couple of rhythms a couple of practices, maybe, that um, you can relate to, that you can click with. Who knows? Um, so recently, I was thinking about Amazon. There was this commercial that came on. And it's the Amazon line that's a smile. It's got the arrow. And it was packages being delivered. And along the way, like as the package is being delivered, everybody who comes into contact with the boxes is happy. And they're singing. And it's pretty magical. Um, and I was just thinking about Amazon and the role it's played in our lives. 
And I feel like Amazon is our new neighbor in some kind of way, right? It's like if you want something, like talk to Amazon, right? Like, I mean, if you're missing a little bit of sugar, call Amazon. Like, figure this out, like Amazon. And Amazon, in the end, isn't such a great neighbor. It just hasn't filled the void great for me in the way that they portray that it could. And so one of the things that Ann and I just recently did, and she was the true instigator of it. I love this idea. She recently contacted our neighbors, and it took about two-ish months of planning. No? Like figuring out dates? Schedules. That's the world in which we live. We contacted our neighbors because we've done something a long time ago with students that we thought was really cool, and it was called a progressive dinner. Ever heard of it? Yeah. We used to do it on Valentine's Day with students, and we would take them to one place for salad. We'd pack up all the students, drive them to another person's house, because we thought it was really cool to take them to people's houses to sit down and have conversations and then to go to another house and to get to know these adult people that are really scary. And so like, you get to go around to these different houses. And then in past couple years, We've actually done something um, with some local families on Thanksgiving. We do kind of a progressive dinner. And we've done it with these people on Thanksgiving, and it's, it's pretty cool. And so we were like, Anne was like, this would be great if we did it with our neighbors, because we just moved into a house in March, and we don't see each other that often, but we all live in this like, section of four houses. And she was like, this would be great if we could reach out to them, and we could just say, hey, let's do a progressive dinner, and we'll start at these people's house, who wants to do what, blah, blah, blah. And we had to put it way out in advance and be like, when are people available? When are people available? And eventually, all the schedules could align. And we were like, boom, here's the day. It's happening. And so we did this progressive dinner. And we started these people's house and did cocktails and appetizers. Then we moved to this people's house. And we had some more food. And we just built until we ended at dessert. And over the course of like three and a half hours-ish, four, like we went to everybody's house. And even kind of did like a little tour of their house and talked and just got to know our neighbors. Felt a whole lot better than talking with anybody from Amazon, I promise. And uh. it, was, it was a good, great experience. And it kind of opened that door to honestly still be a neighbor. Now I'm not nearly as intimidated to like ring someone up. And we also exchanged everyone's numbers and did that whole game. So like if someone's not home or if anybody needs anything, like we can make that happen. And you can still actually ask somebody for eggs instead of running the city market and feeling very independent. You can feel a little bit more dependent on those people next door. And like talk to them and ask them a question and reach out to them. Now, I bring this up as a part of leisure because a lot of times in our lives when we don't experience leisure, you don't have time for much of anything anymore. You haven't had your me time. You haven't had your downtime, your off time. And so the last thing you want to do is schedule more time connecting with other people. But in fact, this is something we rarely do now. How many people get together with their neighbors on a day? And that can now become that space of leisure. It's something that we rarely do. It's something that we barely participate in or, or acknowledge or engage in. And so now it's like, well, leisure can take on a lot of different forms. Because I can tell you what, it was pretty great just sitting around, not staring at a screen, not doing anything work-related, 
and like putting my mind just towards some other people and talking and connecting. That was pretty incredible. I don't know if you guys could ever, I mean, here comes Thanksgiving, but like a progressive dinner is this really interesting thing. One of the other things I was thinking about, um, it was right after we did the talk last week and Dave and Bonnie came in a little late and they were here and they came up to me afterwards and they said they just, they just traveled and they were abroad and they went to this restaurant and they ordered and they said it took them like three hours at this restaurant and at first they were both really put out by the experience. They were like, nobody's coming around to our table, nothing's happening, this is moving really, really slow and then they figured out that this is just how this goes where they were. And they were like, so maybe one of your experiences should be, for leisure, a really long, drawn out meal. You plan it, you intentionally do it, and you're just at that space, and you just sit there. And you experience the meal. And like maybe that's Thanksgiving, maybe it's not. Maybe it's like lunch with a friend, maybe it's not. Maybe it's lunch breakfast, brunch by yourself. But you experience a very long, drawn-out meal in which you just exist. And you don't have to eat the whole time. <laughs> right? Like, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying just pile it in. But I'm saying, like, have that space and just say, no, you know what? Today, today is my hour-and-a-half-long breakfast. Whoa. And I'm just going to sit and enjoy it. I'm just going to look. And I'm just going to be there. I'm just going to experience what that kind of feels like. I also threw out last time the idea of snow days, because where I grew up, snow days were everything stops when it snows. It snows like an inch, and everybody's like, don't go anywhere. Stay home. Everything shuts down. I still remember this one time, though. We actually called a place, and we were like, hey, everything shut down. It was on the weekend, so that's probably why it worked. But everything was shut down, and we called up these people that we knew who ran a bowling alley, and we were like, will you open up the bowling alley for like a bunch of these families? And they were like, sure, we'll do that. And so we all like sketchily drove there and made it there, but we hung out at the bowling alley like all day. It was so much fun. It's like staying in my brain forever. But this idea of a snow day where everything just comes to a crashing halt. Now, we just took off for fall break, and myself and the three boys. And we went down to Denver for warmer weather. Um, and then that stupid thing happened when everybody got cold and everybody got snow. I was like, so anyway, we went to bed on Saturday night, and we woke up Sunday morning, and we were like, oh, no. And it snowed all day in Denver. And snow down there feels like worse somehow. It's just bad. It's like cold. It's breezy. And so we're trying to decide, like, what are we going to do? And we're like, let's just not do anything. <laughs> Let's just like lay around together. Let's just get blankets and PJs and let's watch a little TV and just hang out and snack and do nothing. And so we all just kind of, we binged honestly on Stranger Things. I'm not going to lie. So we were watching Stranger Things season three. We were finishing it up and we were just all hanging together. And then around comes like what should be dinner time because we're not really paying attention to the clock anymore. Like, time's just passing, and it's weird. And then we're like, well, maybe we should do something for dinner. But everybody's like, well, I'm not really hungry. And it's probably because we pounded through bags and bags of chips. And I don't know. Like, but we get to this point of dinner, and then the question's like, well, what should we do? I don't know. And there's P.F. Chang's. Let's just walk over there. And so we walk really fast and cold. And we get in there, and we just order some appetizers and sit at the table. And we got nowhere to be, no time frame 
nothing happening. It was one of those do-nothing days, and everything just kind of happened spontaneously. It felt so good, so ridiculously good, to not be driven by saving minutes or getting there faster or having to go to that thing and just saying, nope, here's, here's a day. Here's a day. Do nothing. So maybe every now and then, again, you build in like this idea of a snow day. And you see if that doesn't help you enter into like a different mode, a different speed, and if it doesn't click you in a good way and say, hey, 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 remember this. You're not, you're not a machine. You're not a robot. You're not a computer. You're not a program. You're not a device. You need to experience some of this leisure. You need to unplug. You need to turn off. There's a couple of other things. I wanted to throw this up there. My friend James Cutnow sent me this. Because I was going to tell you guys, maybe you should try single tasking. We are a culture of like, hey, let's do a lot of stuff. And I told a story about leaving the faucet on and filling up my kitchen sink and it overflowing because I was trying to do too much stuff at once. And so maybe there's the idea of you guys trying to single task now. That's like a skill to own and embrace. And he sent me this because he's like zero tasking. It's like one of the new things. If you want to tell people to take care of themselves, they need to have space in their life where they actually zero task. And I don't know about you, but sometimes when I go to this place, the hardest thing, like I can be not busy and sitting down and doing this, but this, this is still ramped way up. Because when I'm sitting here doing this, I'm actually thinking like, okay, well, on Monday, let's get that done and let's make sure this happens and let's do this. So zero tasking and the idea of leisure would honestly be like, okay, so you're not busy and you're not doing, but being present, right, is really, really tough. And so that's like one of those practices, one of those rhythms we've got to get back into. We've just been ramped up so long when Saturday comes and we decide to do nothing and you do nothing, you all of a sudden have this problem of, okay, but what about this thing? What about this thing? Because this is really tough. And that's where all of the mindfulness stuff is like really hit. Because people are like, yeah, I do have a hard time turning this down. What can I do? Can I meditate? Can I have a mantra? Can I have a prayer? We like this show Atypical. It's on Netflix. Um, they just kicked out season three. Uh, but it's about this kid who's on the spectrum. And it's so funny because when he gets into his like mode of like panicking or anxiety or he just can't handle stuff, he starts reciting every species of penguins that exist because he loves penguins. And as he recites the, the, that mantra, it just calms him down. And all of us need to find that trigger, that thing that works for us to help turn that, what they call it, the monkey brain, right? Call that busy, busy, busy brain and shut that thing down. Because they're shutting off devices. There's quieting the outside noise. There's not being busy physically. But then there's this thing inside of us that's still kind of going. And so like, I would encourage you to try and figure out whatever that trigger is. But just remember, zero tasking, that's, that's like a thing. That's like an OK thing. And if you're like me, sometimes you actually have to tell yourself it's okay to do nothing. That's an okay thing. Like, I can be there. Now, if you're the person who does nothing all the time, you might need to tell yourself something else. <laughs> right? But most of us aren't 
in that boat right now. We're in a culture that's like, go, 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 try harder, do more, make it happen, make it happen. So that's honestly, oh, sorry. That's all I had for you guys on these ideas of kind of like uh, going a little bit more on leisure. I just wanted to remind you guys again that like you're not the machine, you're not the robot, you're not the computer. You're more like a seed. And that's going to happen in all kinds of mysterious different ways. Like I find that my personal growth is more frustrating and confusing and unpredictable than I really think it is. And I was just talking with someone today, a dear friend, and um, we were just talking about how honestly, surprisingly enough, we experience the most growth when we least expect it and through some of the hardest stuff. And like when you're in it, you're just, you're just kind of like, okay, I would love if we had the pause, the stop, the play, the rewind, and the fast forward button. Because if we did, I would hit fast forward like 100 times right now. I would love to go even a year in advance. <laughs> like, if I could just get one year out and look back, I'd be like, ah. Oh. But if you did that, you would lose so much. Because our growth is weird and not predictable and not efficient. You don't just get to say, man, all right, I'm going to take every lesson from this experience. I'm going to upgrade myself. It doesn't really happen that way. It's bizarre. I've still gone through stuff. And like you look back and you still learn over and over again when you re-examine it and kind of enter into a space that's similar again. Did you have a comment? You look like you're going to say something. Yeah, well, well, this is, well, here. I'll end with this and then I'm going to bring Kent up. I was going to put this fanny pack on. Since we're close to Halloween and I was talking about leisure, this is my reminder to you guys that we can literally, I was thinking about it. Oh, that's awesome. So this is my mullet. This is my, I was going to say, just for tonight, this is the image I want you to stain into your brain to remind you that you can look the part of leisure. You can wear athleisure clothes. You can like, feel like, oh, yeah, like I'm good. I take it easy, and I'm not doing too much, and that kind of stuff, you know? You can, like, read, watch, and research all you want, but until you practice, until you experience, until you do leisure, it's going to do nothing for you. Zero. Zilch. And, like, we're in that data-driven, I'm going to read it, I'm going to make it happen world, and, like, my question is, how's it going for us? Like, we read a lot. We take in a ton of information. We use a ton of stuff, and we expect it to bring the results. But I'm just going to encourage you guys, man, slow down a little bit. Embrace the leisure and try it out. And I guarantee you this, it's going to feel supremely weird at first because we're all addicted, <laughs> so addicted to the noise and the busy and the doing. But we've lost something shifting to that high, high gear mode. And we've kind of forgotten a little bit of how to experience leisure, how to even get there, and what it feels like. And as with all addictions, like, I mean, if I don't drink caffeine, I feel it. 
and it's not comfortable. <laughs> like, you're like, oh my gosh, like what's wrong? Why does my head hurt? Why am I shaking? Um, oh, I haven't had any caffeine today. I need to pound some of that. But if you step away and enter and experience a little bit of leisure, you're bound to feel some of those shakes, some of that discomfort. But I promise you, it's a good disruption. It's a good interruption. Don't stop because of that. Try and get into a rhythm of experiencing it on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, and just see what it does. Give it a few months and just a little bit of space and see what happens with that idea of leisure. So this is the brain. This is the picture. Dressing it up, reading about it, researching it, doesn't do it. You can just think of this silly, silly attire right here. This doesn't make you <laughs> ledgerful at all. Yeah.